Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's at the four. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646 876 and enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. And good Tuesday afternoon, everybody. Perry and Bill and the rest of us all here with you today on this Tuesday, July 25th. Uh, Chris, this is show number 254. 254. So if you're <clears throat> podcasting, it's show 254 for July 25th. A uh, couple things that we can take care of right off the top here, because these are pretty quick stories. Uh, Bronny James, the son of LeBron James, had a cardiac arrest yesterday uh, at USC, where he will be playing uh, basketball, um, hopefully. And he is out of intensive care. And uh, obviously, you know, everybody's thoughts go out to him. That's a bad situation to have that happen. Now, this one is uh, a college football story. Jim Harbaugh has been suspended four games by the NCAA for lying to the NCAA. And uh, recruiting violations is what it is. And this was the investigation that they had back in covid where he was visiting players he wasn't supposed to and things like that. So there, we got those two stories cleaned up. But, Chris, we have a whole lot of other stuff to go through. We do. Yeah, he probably went without a mask. That's probably what the problem Probably. Anyway, okay, so we're going to quickly cover the NASCAR Cup. And we've had a big controversy because Miss A gave me the truck winner when I asked for NASCAR. So we're going to try to say NASCAR Cup and NASCAR Truck and NASCAR uh, Xfinity if we're talking about them. So we're going to do the NASCAR Cup story you have the uh, british open of course that was a, a big win for an unusual golfer one of these guys been hanging around for a while finally picked off a, a big one uh baseball we we'll do the nfl we'll do college more college stuff of course sean uh, i mean perry did a couple of those nba and then uh one by one nhl story on a retirement and then robert if we have time we'll do a little boxing for us so denny hamlin won the pocono 400 it's his uh, seventh win at Pocono, so he's really good at that track. And he last uh, lost last year on a on a con- on a violation, and he's 50 wins overall. He's been around for a while, of course. Tyler Reddick was second, and Martin Truex Jr. was third, and he's still the Cup leader right now. And then for the uh, British Open, and uh, it was not a big contest this this time. Brian Harmon no. won it, and you know Brian Harmon. If somebody had said to me, "Who's Brian Harmon?" I was saying, I don't know, defensive back for the Chargers or something. I don't know. I don't remember. You know, it, he's one of these names that I don't as- associate with golf. And I don't know why. It just never, you know, it's not a different enough name. Even though he's had, I'll re- tell you the stats, he's had a lot of top 10 finishes and stuff. He's been around, but he just hasn't been winning. But Brian Harmon won the British Open. He, he led since Friday. He was in a 13 under, won by six strokes. 
and he, he was the largest major victory since um, uh, Bryson DeChambeau won the U.S. Open and in 2020, and it was his first major. He's uh, 36 years old, 50 top 10 finishes, though, and uh, two career wins only, however, before this. Now he's number 10 golfer. Of course, they weight it. They're like they do in tennis. They weight it uh, bigger for the majors. You know, you win a major because they figure everybody's playing in the major. So it makes your field of competition better. So, you know, uh, it was gusting winds, raining. They said it was kind of felt like a sauna. Uh, yeah. And, of course, it has to rain in England for the, for the Open. Uh, uh, tied for second were uh, seven under John Rahm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sepp Straka from South Africa. Uh Jason Day and Tom um, Kim, and Harmon, the oldest to win uh, a major since uh, uh, Seve Barrister. Uh, no, was, was it uh, Sergio Garcia? Sergio, Sergio, Sergio Garcia in 2017. Yeah, yeah. he was 37. And uh, and as far as people who have won by more than six six or more strokes at the British Open, there it's quite a group: Tiger Woods, Walter Hagen, Arnold Palmer, and uh, Bobby Jones. So you, you don't get. Uh, in better company than that, really. So did we, did you watch some of that, uh, Sean? Oh, I watched a bunch of it. Yeah. Uh, of course had to check out oh, our NBC affiliates gone. So I had to check a lot of it out on uh, the talk sports two out of England talk sports two yeah. out of there. But, uh, but yeah, they, uh, it, I watched it, but from basically from Friday on, he started running away with it. I mean, he was one, he was one behind, after the first day, but from like Friday morning and then Saturday, it was over. He was five strokes ahead on Saturday. So, I mean, he, he pretty much had it won. It wasn't even a competition, but I mean, really, I mean, seems like a good guy and just hadn't, you know, I've heard the name cause I know a little bit of golf, but I don't, but he hadn't, you know, he's always there. One of those is always there, but just, and now we're, we're done with the majors yep. for this year, but we have the FedEx cup, which they try to get done now by Labor Day. But it is a Ryder Cup year. Yes, and it is a Ryder Cup year. So That's always a fun week for the golf fans. And it's, you know, third week of the NFL mm-hmm. season or fourth week, and you're flipping back and forth and watching the Ryder. Is the Ryder Cup over here or in uh, Europe this year? I do not know. I'll have to check on that. Okay. I'll have to check right. We'll let you know when we get closer. So we can move on to baseball. Baltimore received a relief pitcher, uh, 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 uh Fuji Fujiyami. Uh, from the uh, from the triple A uh, for a triple A pitcher from the A's. I don't know much yeah, about him. I, Red Sox have played the A's lately. I don't remember. Is he good, uh, Robert? Uh, well, um, they signed him to a one year, three million dollar deal, and he was originally supposed to be a starter, but they discovered early on in the season that he just couldn't start. So they stuck him in the bullpen, and they found out he was much better. Okay, uh, doing all kinds of different bullpen roles. So. All right. uh, depending on how Baltimore uses him, it will depend on how good he'll be for them. Mm-hmm. Chris, the real, quick, uh, real quick, yep. Chris, before we go on, uh, the Ryder Cup will be in Rome, Italy this year. Oh, Rome. Yeah, okay. In September. in September. All right. Hopefully it'll cool down. They're having very hot weather in Europe as well. Uh, yep. Trade, and, and only about 10 or 15% of the people have air conditioning over there. We have That's like correct. 90% of us have air conditioning there. Because yep. they're basically in like the Marine West Coast climate, like Washington and Oregon. They don't have much air conditioning there either. Right. Okay. The trade deadline is actually 6 p.m. We had said it was at 4 p.m. on next Tuesday, but we will still probably have some trade action to tell you about next Tuesday, but it's actually 6 p.m. So we'll have some, but there'll be more. 
Uh, and just and just remember, guys, hold on, Robert, just one second. Just remember, unlike in past years, due to the goings on in social media, it may be a little more difficult uh, for Bill and I to get information to you like we have been, right. but we will do our best. And uh, you may you may hear less of me next week if I have to go check out things, which right. some people might say is a good thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. We okay, got an so iPhone, Seattle. too. To take okay, care of that. Seattle outfielder uh, Jared Koenig is on the uh, IL. He broke his uh, – another one. I'm telling you, every year in baseball, this happens. He broke his foot after kicking a water cooler after making it out in uh, the game the other day. Very good. Very smart. Um, this happens every year. I, I don't know. This is a sport it happens in, but that's yep. – you know, According same, to Mike Stanton, yep. he said if the water cooler would have been empty – it it wouldn't have hurt him, but he said he, he apparently didn't realize that the water cooler was full. And he said, of course, as you well know, that puts a lot more weight on a cooler than yep. if it's empty. Yes, it does. Well, bright, bright move either way. Seattle sent Henesis Cabrera to Toronto on a relief pitcher. That was St. Louis. Saint, what did I, who did I say? Seattle. Yeah, oh, that's because we were just talking about them. Yeah, the Cardinals sent him uh, to the Blue Jays to Toronto for a minor league catcher. And Cabrera was uh, designated for assignment, so it's probably not a high prospect there. He was just uh, one of those deals where they try to work out the trade. Um, He's a relief pitcher. Uh, The Yankees catcher backup, uh, because Higashioka is their main catcher, but Jose Trevino uh, tore his wrist and will be out for the last part of the year. Yep. Um, So now the Yankees are rumored to be interested Possibly in Jan Gomes from the Cubs. Should the Cubs decide to to sell? Okay, okay. Now this is an interesting stat that David USF came up with. Baltimore is the eighth team in MLB history to not be swept in a, in seventy or more series consecutively. That's a good accomplishment. I mean, you don't you don't hear that very often. And then it picked up right when uh, Adley Rutschman came up. That's when they got good. It was May, and everybody did, dates it to that point, about May 22nd or so of last year. And since then, they've been, you know, almost got in the playoffs last year. And, of course, they're they're now in first place by two games in the American League East. They've won about two-thirds of their games. So they've really picked it up since in Adley Rutschman. But, uh, anyway, they, they uh, haven't been swept since uh, May of 2022. And the record is uh, – and that's 70 in St. Louis – in 1942 to 44, their record is 125 series in a row that they weren't swept. That's amazing. And they won pennants all those years. What a surprise. Now, there was an amazing uh, de- debut in uh, Major League Baseball by a local guy. And, of course, we talk about the local guys here, the local guys in Iowa, whatever. Sal Fralick, a debut with Milwaukee from B.C. and uh, Lexington. He, was, uh, he went three for three. He had uh, he made two great catches in the outfield and drove in the winning run on uh, Saturday night when they beat the Braves. He was the 2021 first-round pick by the Brewers and was drafted 15th that year, so good start for him. Um, Scott Rowland and Fred McGriff, of course, went into the Hall of Fame. We kind of talked about that last winter when they were named. And, uh, you know, the, McGriff, I think, is very deserving. 493 home runs. Rowland, he's kind of, people kind of think he's kind of taken up space there. He's not, people were saying on uh, different times, you know, he's not, when you think of first, third baseman, and you think of a Brooks Robinson or whoever, you're not going to think of this guy, you know? No, 
I don't know how he got in, Chris, because his stats don't don't add up to a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, John Lowe of the Detroit Free Press, who was there from 86 to 14 uh, at the press, he won the uh, Baseball Writers of America uh, Association Award for the uh, Excellence Award. And he worked in L.A. and Philadelphia. And before that, he invented the quality start statistic. Six innings of, what is it, three or fewer earned runs? Three, run, three runs or less and six innings or more. And that's, that's pretty right. unusual. There aren't too many of those anymore, are there? No. Um, <laughs> and Pat Hughes uh, and it got the Ford Frick Award. He gave a very nice speech. If you can uh, hear that on uh you know, any websites or anything like that. Perry, do you know of anywhere that people could maybe yes, grab it that? Yes, it is on the Baseball Hall of Fame's uh, Facebook page. Okay. It's an excellent speech. I heard it. Uh, what's what's that uh, podcast there, Perry, speaking of? Uh, yeah, yeah there, there is a podcast, uh, Matt Spiegel, who did the play-by-play this weekend. Matt Spiegel filled in for Pat Hughes and Elise Meneker filled in for Ron Coomer. And Elise Meneker is the first woman, by the way, to ever do a game on Cubs radio. So they came and collected her scorecard after Friday's game, which she said was basically chicken scratches. So she <laughs> said, I don't know what they think they're going to get out of it, but she gave it to them anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But Matt has a podcast and he interviews baseball uh, broadcasters. And so far he's had uh, Joe Davis, Joe Bach, Marty Brenneman, Pat Hughes, so, so he's clearly got the older generation represented and the younger generation. And he mentioned that he was having lunch with Chip Carey on Saturday. So I wonder if Chip will be one of the guests yeah. on an upcoming no, episode. But it is the, T-H-E, space, P-B-P, which means play-by-play. Play. So T-H-E, space, P-B-P. And that is a good podcast. So and a little on Pat Hughes. Uh, that he mentioned in his speech and, and they had in the biography. He was with the Twins in 83, and I didn't realize yep. that. He started his career there. Then he went with the Brewers from 84 through 95. He's been touring the Midwest, 84 through 95, with the Brewers working with Bob Euchre and the Cubs, 96 until now. And uh, so, you know, quite a quite a good announcer and everybody. But there were so many wonderful candidates this year. I mean, I couldn't have. You couldn't have drawn it up any better. Joe Castiglione, Tom Hamilton, Dwayne Kuyper. I mean, so many people that are deserving, and I hope they all get in eventually because you can only put one in at a time. And, and, you know, and then I hope they don't have to go away. They have some categories with it, and they may wander off into somewhere else. Is it, uh, isn't it, I think, Chris, don't, or, they go, don't they go every third year? Because isn't it like a current – the next year it'll be something, and then the next year something, and back to current. I think yeah. that, that's so, how it works. Yeah. Well, it's going so, to take about uh, those. All those guys that were there were deserving, and it's going to take about twenty-five. If they do that, uh, it's going to take about twenty-five years to get them in. But uh, we hope there are uh, as many of them as possible can be around uh, to get the the honors because these guys are in their sixties and seventies that we're talking about, and you yeah. want them to to see it. Carl Erskine, I, I went into Wikipedia because I couldn't find an article on him. I'm trying to find out why he won the Lifetime Achievement Award, of course, a pitcher for the Dodgers, the Buck O'Neill Lifetime Achievement Award. And what he did, he, he was his, his, bro, his son, uh, Jimmy, uh, was a Down syndrome uh, person, and he contributed mightily to the uh, Special Olympics, especially around Anderson, Indiana. That's where he's, he's from. 
And, uh, you know, he went back from, from uh, Brooklyn. He played for Brooklyn and the Dodge and the LA Dodgers. But, you know, it's, um, it's really something he did a lot for the, he's 96 years old. He, he wasn't able to go. I think his son had to go and accept, but you know, um, so then, uh, I, yeah, I'll, I'll let you tell the story. I wrote down some of the highlights that you had, but you heard an interesting thing, uh, with the, the front office people on Sunday about who might be buying, who might be selling, who feels bullish about buying, who's a little cautious. So what, what were you hearing on, on that with Perry? It's, it's interesting. There's a lot more teams this year, it seems, that are not quite sure what they want to do. Obviously, the Reds want to buy. Um, the, <clears throat> the problem the Reds are going to have is which prospects are they going to be willing to trade to get – what they want. Now, one rumor that I heard on them yesterday was <clears throat> with all of the young players that they have, um, they might be willing to trade Jonathan India for Ooh. some pitching. That's but a definite. You think you, you like that, Bill? Well, no, I don't necessarily like it, but I don't care if they do. But his attitude well, is changed since they brought up that top prospect from Louisville. Uh, Strand Cruise, and yeah. he's well Cruz too but Strand too and he's so upset about it so it's Jonathan's playtime is really decreased but his battering average is decreasing and you know new prospects they're ready to roll on how about yeah. this one how about this one though Bill just that one trade last year Tyler Malley to the twins for Spencer Steer and uh, Christian Strand. Who do you wow. think won that trade? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but, yeah. But yet, I mean, a lot of the talk was about trading Shohei Otani. It does not sound like Artie Moreno wants oh. to do it because he knows if he does, the fans will quit showing up. And he, I guess that he doesn't want to be the one that traded Shohei Otani. Um, the Yankees obviously are interested in buying. The Mets, they think the Mets should be selling. Yeah. But you hear a lot of the te- a lot of people out there, and one in our baseball group in particular, who still thinks the Mets ought to be buying. Now I don't know, um, what would lead you to believe they should be, no. but one person in no, our group the American believes a little. The structure of the race is a little different in the American League. In the, the Met, there's a big drop off. You've got the teams like the. The, for the wild card, you got the red. Well, right now, you know the Reds, Brewers, whatever. But you got them. You got the Giants. You got the Phillies. You got uh, Miami and all that. And they're right there, and they're all in the mix. But then it drops down to a five or six out before you get to the Mets and the Padres and stuff. And, yep. and so it, it seems hard to believe that if you're that far out, unless the Cubs are a little different because they have a little bit more of a chance at the division. But if you're five to seven out at this point, I think it's kind of a stretch. Well, and not only that, but, I mean, you can be five to seven out if you only have to jump one or two teams. But in the the National League in particular, there's like five or six or seven teams that teams have to try to jump. That's right. And you you have to really depend on a lot of things going right you know, for for you and much going wrong for those teams to jump that many teams. Now, I think one of the things that might make it more difficult for the Cubs to sell what might be this. I am clearly not in the minority with the fans that are kind of tired of we're getting players 
oh, you may see him three or four years from now. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to trade a Stroman, which Marcus Stroman is having a very good year, Cody Bellinger is having a very good year. I'm okay with those because they're going to be free agents at the end of the year anyway, and who knows who knows if you're going to sign them back or not. But the, I, I think the fans are kind of, if you're going to make a trade, either get back you know, some major league talent now, or at least somebody that's at Iowa where the fans can say, okay, they're right here on the cusp of yeah, making yeah. it. I think, I mm. think the Cub fans in particular are really tired. I mean, we've heard Pete grow Armstrong for three, four years now, and um, he's at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So yeah. one of the things that you found out that you didn't, I don't think you knew, and I didn't know, is that Craig Council hasn't got a, uh, a contract. That, that's correct. Is he's a he's due at the end of this year, and uh, Matt Arnold was on there. He didn't. He, I mean, he obviously didn't say they were going to let him go, but both my wife and I listening to the show, neither one of us thought that by any means it was a big commitment to, hey, we got to keep day. our manager yeah. right. Yeah. Well, I've re- I've read various articles on him, uh, Perry, and uh, he's indicated that he doesn't know whether he wants to come back because that guy, he's got some family issues going on. So okay. Mm-hmm. Well, well and, and another thing that they were pointing out, Robert, too, is, um, you know, that would be, clearly, if he wanted to seek other opportunities, he could probably make plenty more money at another in another situation. Yeah, kind of like Bob Melvin did when he left San Diego. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Atlanta did make a move. They received pitcher Pierce Johnson from Colorado for two minor league or league pitchers. So the and today, and today Chris, they made another one. They got Taylor uh, Hearns, I believe is his name, Robert from Texas, and they had yeah, DFA. They DFA'd him last week, so the Braves picked him up today. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So any more baseball before we move on? No, I think that's it. All right. We've got a lot of NFL stuff. We didn't do it last week, which, of course, if you if you don't. But the training camps are opening now, so there's a little more going on. And, uh, you know, so we just uh, decided to do the media stuff and get that done, and, and now we'll do the NFL. Uh, the owners unanimously approved the sale of the Washington Commanders to Josh Harris's group, including Magic Johnson, for uh, $6.05 billion. And the group uh, with Magic, uh, you know, uh, is sold by Daniel Snyder. Snyder bought it for $800 million. So when you can get an investment where you get 7.5 uh, times more than you, than you paid, that is not a bad thing to do. So he, that, he made that, money on yeah, that. Yeah, he, he made a lot of money on that investment. Now, yeah, he had to pay he had to pay sixty million back over the scandals and the fines and stuff. Yeah, but, that's but when you have, but when you get when you get six billion, uh, I think you can do that. You yeah. can afford it. And that, that's the bucks. it's the largest it's also the largest uh, sale of a team in North American sports history. Right. Yep. He owned it and since nineteen ninety nine. His stellar record was one sixty six, two twenty six and two overall. Not good. And I think they only won like a couple of postseason games. That's uh, yep. You know, and of course, there were accusations of the reason he was fined, sexual harassment accusations. And uh, Harris also owns the 76ers and the Devils. And we'll see what happens with the. Is he going to be like the 76ers here and get close and just not quite get beyond the oh. second round thing? That's yeah. what they've been doing with the Philadelphia. So we'll yeah, see how they can do about that. But uh, they need a new stadium. 
And in uh, yeah. uh, the last year, in, in, they were last in attendance in the, and second to last the last two years. And I didn't realize that people were that down on them. And uh, and as, as uh, Sean said, they had the uh, fine. Uh, Magic said the name could change. So yep. I, what was the objection? Well, I mean, I thought people were voting on all these names. And didn't people vote the commanders in? Or, no, or people did, most, most people were not happy. I forgot how they picked the commanders, but a lot of people were looking like Red Wolves, uh, Oh, I forget. Yes, there was a couple other names, but wasn't it generals? People, didn't they take take talk about generals at one point? I think they there's a bunch of different ones, but they, there's people that said they even liked the Washington football team better than the Commanders, and and they they want to put the stadium back in D.C. also because you got yes. the Maryland side, the Virginia side. D.C. is kind of that middle round. They they joke they call it like the D.M.Z. You know, the Koreans mm. and stuff. Virginia, and Maryland. <laughs> yeah. They don't like Hopefully. each other too much, but yeah. Hopefully, too, they can uh, maybe now that they're sold and the owner stuff is there, hopefully they can upgrade the radio crew, too. Oof. That would be good. They said everything's on the table. So, uh, yeah, they do. They sound like they sound like a college crew. They really they do. do. I mean, and not even a college. I mean, a college crew in college. Yes. What the, they sound like, you know, and I mean, I mean, I listen to enough games on Sunday when I'm just kind of flipping the XM around and this and yeah. this. If if it's them and someone else, generally, I listen to the someone else. That's yeah. right. And so, season ticket sales have gone up fifty two percent since they announced correct. the sale and yeah. So Magic's now involved with the Dodgers, the LAFC uh, soccer team, the LA Sparks WNBA team, and now this team. So he gave up his stake in the Lakers. Yep. And uh so the as you say, the season ticket uh, sales went up and they certainly need to. So uh yeah, so that so they got a new lease on life in Washington. Of course it's the off season's over. They can't do much about what they've got now and uh it's a tough, tough division. It's like they're sort of like the Red Sox. They're, you know, the, the last place team in a very tough division. So they do a lot better other places, but they aren't, they aren't there. You got to play where you are. And you got to remember, too, in the NFL, unlike ba- baseball is unlike any other sport. In the NFL, remember, there's a salary cap. So you, it, there is. you're not going to be able to go out. And, yeah, you're not going to be able to, you know, no. fix everything right away. No, hard knocks uh, will be the Jets. We we know that, and they're they're not being cooperative. The uh, Adam Schefter nope. has reported that they won't be showing uh, people being cut you know, on cut down day or anything like that. They say it's inhumane to show such a thing. And I don't know who who it was. It was you, Robert, that said yeah, sometimes great. people profit from it because they see how it how they take it. You know when they're right. cut down. Yeah. No. I, I, I now I don't know if HBO itself is going to show it. Because the last couple of years it's been on Max, uh, the streaming service. But when it, when it used to be on HBO, that used to be one of the highlights every year to see who got cut and how they handled it. Because and some of them have even been picked up by other teams because other teams watch that show to see how players react to getting released. You it's know. funny. I remember old Leave It to Beaver, and I don't even know what episode it was in, but it's just a throwaway line. But they were talking about what that Wally was saying. The, the, what do you want to do? Oh, we'll go down. He and Eddie were going to go down and watch the cheerleaders and uh, get, uh, you know, for their practice. They were on cut down day, see if any of them cried. So, you know, <laughs> it's just one of those yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So uh, going back a ways, Devontae Parker signed a three-year for $33 million, uh, with the Patriots, and that was uh, uh, not an extension. It, it was uh, – it gets it through 2025, 14 million that were guaranteed. JJ uh, Watt will be part of the NFL, the huge NFL Today program on CBS, 
we got five people in the studio besides James Brown, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to be part of that. I, I don't know how they're going to do that because, uh, you know, uh, they, they, you know, the segments can only be so long. And with so many people there, it would be interesting. To see I wonder if we're going to see one of these rotating vacation like baseball where one week Boomer's off, another week Cowers off, you know, that kind of thing. It's yeah, fails of off a week. Yeah, yeah, you might yeah, do that. You yeah. Know? Uh, the Jets signed uh, defensive tackle uh, Quentin Williams, four for 96 for him, 66 guaranteed. Yep. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins finally did sign with Tennessee, two for 26 million. Could go to 32 with incentives, but I don't know. In, in Tennessee's offense is, uh, you know, not good. They don't have other weapons no. other than Henry. And, uh, you know, Tannehill's back, and he's okay, but uh, th- there's not much going on there. He's going to no. be double, double uh, covered and everything else. Yeah, no. Saquon Barkley uh, uh, did uh, end up signing with the Giants uh, to come to camp. Now, I heard on Sports Hub that it was uh, 10.1. Robert, you heard uh, a million, uh, 11 um, million somewhere. Okay. But Here, anyway. Here's how it's going to work. The franchise tag was originally for 10.1 million. Hmm. What they did is they added another 900,000 to it and made it $11 million. So he, and it's incentive based. It's incentive based. Yeah. Also, two, two million. Of it is a signing bonus, so it will not right. count. Uh, two of the ten point one will not count against the salary cap. Uh, mm-hmm. He gets three hundred thousand of the nine hundred, the extra nine hundred thousand if he scores. Uh, if he gets thirteen hundred and fifty yards and they make the playoffs, he gets okay. uh, another three hundred thousand for sixty five receptions and another three hundred thousand okay. for eleven touchdowns. So that's how that works. And, of course, okay. the running backs all had a powwow on the phone or on Zoom the other day, and they all said they're, not, they, they're, they're mad as hell and they're not going to take it anymore, but they can't figure out what they want to do about it. Because okay. what, the, the running back problem is their shelf life is basically five years. Everybody yep. else can play 10, 15. I mean, if you're Brady or somebody, you play 20. But, yeah. you know, a guard, a tackle, a defensive lineman, a wide receiver can get, be around for 10 years and get the money. These guys have to get it right away because they, they just don't last the shelf. They, there's a thing, apparently the league's kind of decided that once you get 10,000, that you got about 10,000 yards in your body. And that yep. once you get the 10,000 yards in total in, in receiving or running or whatever you did, then you're done, you know, for the vast majority. So they just won't pay you if you've gone over, it's almost like a car, you know, over 10,000, yeah. you're, you're out, yep. you know? I was listening to this on the Atlanta sports station, WCNN, yesterday. I was going there to, to see about if they were talking about that Braves thing at all, and they weren't, of course. They're ready for football. Are you ready for some football? They sure are down there. And But anyway, it was a very interesting discussion. I like those guys that are on in the afternoon. I don't know who they are, but they were very good. So what are you hearing about? You've got a couple of things with the Raiders, uh, Robert. you got Josh Jacobs not reporting, and you got somebody signed. Yeah, well, okay, we got a couple of things. First of all, Jimmy Garoppolo did pass his physical, uh, and uh, so his contract is fully guaranteed. Marcus Peters, formerly of the Ravens and Rams and Chiefs, signed a one-year deal for $5 million. He's a cornerback. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, that that's what's happening in Raiderland. And, and, we're, and we're, yeah, and you got, and, uh, and uh, Josh Jacobs is still not reporting. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, It'll be interesting to see now that Barkley has signed. Yes. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him now because he did win the rushing title last year. He got over 1,600 yards, plus he's good out of the backfield, and he deserves to get paid. But I understand what the 
I understand why the NFL does what it does because the running back position, more than any other position of football, takes one hell of a beating. Yes. And it's just like in boxing. You know, you can only be in so many fights. Well, you can only have so many right. uh, tackles and carries and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see. So this is, of course, the to. theory that they have in, in Major League Baseball about pitchers, how many pitchers are in their ar- pitches are yeah. in their arms. And that's, yeah. you know, whether it's true or not, that's what they operate on. They, they, yeah. You know, that's why they hold them back. Tony Power did sign his franchise tag with the Cowboys. Uh, and then um, we did hear today that Brock Purdy is uh, given, he's good to go, so that uh, they expect him to have full uh, participation in training camp with San Francisco. So that's good, considering everybody thought it might be November or something before we saw him. Yeah, uh, yeah he, he is progressing way ahead of schedule. The doctors are absolutely amazed that he's recovered so fast. Naeem Hines is out for the rest of the year from the, uh, from the uh, oh, where is he now? He's, uh, Buffalo. 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 He was in a jet ski. Well, it wasn't his fault. He was hit, apparently sitting on his jet ski and was hit by another jet skier. Whether I, He'll probably be okay because he wasn't doing anything reckless himself. Yeah. But he was in a place where it can be dangerous. So there might be something in there about that. But I don't know what, what's going to happen. But he will uh, you know, not be there for the, for the Bills. And there was a scary injury in uh, Detroit, uh, C.J. C. Gardner-Johnson, uh, defensive back. Uh, he was a non-cock contact knee injury but he looks like it's going to be day to day they didn't see any structural damage so he's yeah. going to be some of, all right some of, those not, some of those injuries are kind of interesting to like before tra- who was it that injured themselves they fell over their dog which player was it they <laughs> and they ended up missing time i can't remember who it was but I yeah who that was. <laughs> speaking of <laughs> speaking of dogs um vikings rookie uh, jordan addison was arrested for going 140 miles an hour and uh, he says that the reason that he was going 140 oh, yeah. miles an hour is he had a, his dog had an emergency and he had to get home quickly. So that's why uh, he okay. was going 140 miles an hour. And, and this occurred, Perry, 3 a.m. in the morning. So that's correct. Go figure. Yeah. Yes, it did. I, yeah, I love this. Dog had an emergency at 3 in the morning. Yeah, maybe yep. you left him in the car too long when you were in the bar or something, <laughs> you know? Maybe. So college, we got some good news. Or any, any more NFL before we move to college? No. All right. Eli Gold, Eli Gold will be back uh, with uh, uh, Alabama this year doing the radio, and that's great news. He survived cancer, yep. stage three cancer. He's 69 years old, and he uh, was in the hospital extensively, and uh, he's going to do a couple of scrimmages, just do them for himself just to get you know get up to speed. He lost 148 pounds, and he's uh, been doing Alabama since 1988, so it's good to good to have him back. Well, and the good thing, Chris, that they have is they they at least now know that if he's going, if he needs a game here or there, they know right. they have somebody who can who can immediately step in and do yep. the game. Yeah, yeah. The other guy was was pre- I don't remember his name, but he was pretty good. Chris, um, um oh boy, Chris, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Taylor? Taylor? No, no not Taylor. Oh. Anyway. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll think of it. Did EY ever do basketball there? No. I didn't think he no, did. He was, no, because he was he always NASCAR. doing NASCAR. He did, he NASCAR. did NASCAR. That's why he, he did Chris, basketball. Chris, Chris, Chris Stewart is his name. Stewart. Okay. Chris right. Stewart. That's he right. did NASCAR, yeah. and then he also did um, ten, the uh, Nashville Predators hockey one for a couple right. of years. Correct. So, oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Mountain West and San Diego State are going to hang out together for at least another year, huh, Sean? 
yeah, they're going to hang out a little. There's a condition, but I haven't figured out what that condition is. But basically what it is, San Diego State wanted to leave. They they investigated leaving because they thought there was going to be a deal with the Pac-12 TV deal. And Mountain West told them, well, if you leave this year, if you leave by June 30th, it'll be $16 million. Otherwise, it'll be $30 million. Then they tried to withhold some money, saying, oh, well, you're leaving. And they're saying, no, 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 we're not leaving because they saw the Pac-12 on their media day did not announce a TV deal as of yet. And this is the last year of their current TV deal. So San Diego State is kind of like, let's work this out because, Hey, well, you know what? Our deal may not be as much money, but who knows? Depending on what TV deal they get, it might be as much money. <laughs> right? <laughs> They're gonna be on PBS, by the way. Yeah, Pledge Drive. Uh, Fact Twelve is. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what I heard. <laughs> so, two former players for Northwestern are suing because of the. Actually, uh, it's up to four now. Up to four it's now. Up to okay. Four. I guess it's yep. now involving softball, baseball, and football. And volleyball. Okay, there you go. Yeah, volleyballs and one of the one of the players came out and they the latest to file the fourth is a, a last name Gates. He was a quarterback from uh, fifteen to seventeen. He is the latest to uh, file the uh, lawsuit, and he's the only one named so far. But yeah, and even Pat Fitzgerald was now apparently looking at suing the school to get his money because they suspended him. They they suspended him for two weeks. They know that you 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 had no involvement. We you we can't. But then all of a sudden, after the Northwestern student newspaper and NESPN and others came out with stuff, then oh, they said oh they changed it. So and still the president has the president. job. I, I don't get yep. it. Don't and there know. and Chris, there are still reports that I have heard um, going forward that that there's no way that in the end, maybe not right away, but. Probably the president and the athletic. There's no way they can survive this. Yeah, I wouldn't think. No. So. And by the way, the uh, po- the Big Ten poll is out. I can only tell you, in the Big Ten West, Iowa's picked second. I don't know who's picked first, but in the Big Ten East, it will be uh, uh, Michigan. I don't think Northwestern's yeah. picked first. I don't think so. No. Either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And yeah, so, Jim Harbaugh will be back when Michigan uh, for conference for Michigan to win it. So he'll be oh back. yeah, no, yeah. Michigan, Ohio State, Penn yeah. State will be the top three in the East. Yeah. But you know, in the West, who who the heck knows? The West is always a lot weaker than the than the East and the Big Ten. So anyway, the one, th- the one thing that I hear, and I mean, obviously, I'll hear more this week because it's media days. But Iowa thinks they're going to be quite a bit better and a lot more explosive offensively with uh, McNamara, the, the quarterback yeah. who came in from Michigan. And uh, some other players that they've gotten out of the portal, they think they're going to be a lot more explosive this year. So, I've and, heard a uh, lot of good stuff about Iowa. I've heard a lot and, of good and, stuff. Chip Brown was talking them up. Yeah, and their defense is always good. So if they can score, I'll bet if they could score 31 points a game, they could probably win eight or nine games pretty easily. So, so speaking of portals, we have Richard Blumenthal from Connecticut. Uh, Jerry Moran from Kansas and uh, Corey Booker from New Jersey have got, got uh, sort of a, uh, a a plan going to try to standardize uh, name, image, and likeness around the country. Huh, Sean? Yes, they want to form a college athletic corporation is what they want to call it, and they want to look at the top, the best of all these state NIL laws, and what this would do, it would – there would be five. Uh, there, there would be board members. Five of them would be former players. It would allow players to have 
agents, it would also allow you, if you are drafted and unsigned and do not take compensation, you can come back to school. They also want it to where if you leave school or if you're not finished yet, say if you have you have a lifetime scholarship, uh, that's some of the things that they're looking at. They also want to regulate the transfer portal uh, about recruiting and there's all kinds of stuff, but they say they want, they want to have this federal, this corporation to oversee uh, basically name, image, and likeness and kind of because each state has its own rule because the NCAA washed their hands of it after they got told by the Supreme Court. They told Supreme Court said, "Oh no, you can't say well, well. We don't want to have anything to do with it." But now they're now the NCAA is like, "Oh, we need help." Well, you put yourself in this by uh, Texas I, I and did California hear, and others. Yeah. I did hear an interview, Sean, with Moran uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, he mm-hmm. said that uh, Tuberville from Alabama is also involved with this. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and that well, would maybe. make that would make sense because Tuberville is a former college football coach. Uh, that would make sense, yeah. Uh, Tuberville's got some other issues he needs to deal with. Many, many other issues. But we're not well, that, I'm those. sure. I'm sure, Chris. They all have that. So they do. They yeah. do. But he's holding <laughs> up a whole bunch of promotions in the military for stuff. Anyway, um, that's another story. That's um, a whole other right. issue. It is. So um, Florida A and M got in trouble. They had a, an unsuspecting uh, rap uh, thing going on in their football program, uh, Sean. Uh, uh, they all right. What they did, there's a rapper, the real Boston, oh, something, that did it, that did an un- shot an unauthorized video uh, with explicit lyrics and derogatory stuff towards women uh, and other stuff in the locker room. And he was there in the video with full gear and all kinds of helmets. So apparently some players let him in, the coaches, the athletic director did not approve it, but they shot this video in there and he released it. And they, yeah, so right, so the program, Florida A&M, is suspended indefinitely. Now remember, uh, they just, the they, lifted, they lifted that this afternoon. Oh, they did just lift it? Yes. Okay. So, and, okay, that's a non-story then, but remember, this is also the same school. Remember the band got suspended for hazing at Florida A&M, too. Oh, that's right. I, 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 yeah. yeah, I remember that now. Okay, oh. and any more uh, college stuff as we get down? You know, they're doing a thing on that station in Atlanta I was talking about. They're down to, and now it would be 39 days. They're counting. The yeah, they, they do that here. They do, a, they do a countdown here. In the next week or two, I'm going to run down about who's in what conferences, yeah. you know, the conference change, because there are some changes this year. The bigger change... The big changes happen next year, but there are some changes this year. So I'm going to That's go right. over that in the next week or two. Maybe and I, su- I suppose busy. another thing, Sean, that we should go over also would be the uh, new, you know, where the games are going to be this year for television. That might be another yeah, something yeah. else we should just, because there have All been right. some changes there too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, at least, yeah, at least one. And, and obviously yeah. we always talk about how to hear, how TuneIn works, how you know how the how the other uh, things work that you can if you have some of these things on the, your misa the you simple can, uh, version of that though and i think you would agree with this bill the simple version if you want to listen to things if you have access to it is the varsity network that is it's very accessible it's very usable so if you have any you know a smart whatever you have that's a good thing that's to free it's there free yeah. Yeah, three ninety nine. Um, but uh, guys, just uh, coming across, I don't mm-hmm. have the complete details yet. The Dodgers are acquiring 
Kike Hernandez from the Red Sox. So hey, there was talk of this. Yes, there was. Okay, this will, is good. We'll follow that as as if anything else comes in, but that is just coming across through. Well, through let me MLB. let me tell you let me tell you why it's good. First of all, he's you know he's a good guy first, and and I just had him before. So they know he's a good guy. And, you know, he's, he's good in the clubhouse. However, he's not hit this year. He's only been hitting about 220, 230, something like that. He's, he was supposed to play center field, but Jaron Duran has made a lot of strides. You're keeping Adam Duvall at this point. So you got outfielders, and he, they then said, okay, well, we need a shortstop. We'll put him at shortstop. No, that didn't work at all. He was a terrible shortstop. He's okay at second base, but this is a good thing because you don't want to just DFA him and get nothing. And there was talk on the men, on the game on Sunday, like Will mentioned, that it might might happen. So this is a good thing. And whatever we get back from the Dodgers, uh, I'm glad for Kike to get to go there. And and uh, I'm glad for the Red Sox. Well, it, there's a glut right now in middle infielders. Trevor Story is going to be coming back soon. Uh, you've got uh, Pablo Reyes is coming back. So this is a good thing. This is a good thing. Okay. All right. Any more uh, college football or trades? Uh, do, we don't know. have anything at this point. <laughs> okay. Not yet, anyway. All right, so the I NBA, is. Jalen Brown, he signed his Supermax five-year contract, five for a 304. It's uh, backloaded, so I think, uh, Sean, you said it gets up to near $70 million by the end of it. Yeah. And, the, last year, six, the last year, $69 million, and what they're planning on, because the NBA TV deal is up in three years, so kind of what they get between – there's right. talk of, like I said, with ESPN, TNT, if NBC gets back into it, Amazon, whoever, there could be a lot more. So he's only going to get $52 million this year. So. I know, it's sad. Oh, uh, I know. But he's probably getting less than Tatum. But the, he's the number two guy. He's oh. got the super max. Uh, he got a, what's called a trade kicker. I've never heard this term, this, uh, term before. He can, I guess he can like wave a trade, but he gets more money if he doesn't wave the trade, something yeah. like that. But he has, yeah. he doesn't have a lot of control of where he goes. He could be asked to go anywhere, so he doesn't have a list of teams like people do. But he, if he waves the trade, he gets more money than if he doesn't. That kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, uh, I've heard of this, Chris. Uh, it's something new the NBA is doing. If uh, yeah. if they decide to trade you and you accept it. Then you get you get quite a bonus in your contract right. for going. So right, and uh, so so that's taken care of. And uh, the other uh, NBA news is Michael Jordan sold his majority interest to. I don't remember who he sold. We had it uh, a few weeks ago, but uh, I, don't, I don't remember who he sold Rick, it to. Rick some Rick Schnall, and I can't remember the other. Top, Hopkins. Uh, anyway, Hopkins, he, anyway, he sold it. He sold it, and so <laughs> this hopefully means that he will not be involved in running the team. He has run that team and the Wizards into the ground. And he is not – he ain't Larry Bird. He ain't Kevin McHale. He ain't a, a lot of former players, Jerry West, yeah. who can come in and run a team. He's, he's, not, he ain't, he's not that guy. Nope. Not that McHale was great, but Bird was very good, as a matter of fact. But uh, Magic – He was more like Magic. Mike was not. He yeah. was more like Magic than the yeah. Magic toy had trouble <laughs> with that, too. He can own a team, but he can't run it. So uh, Michael yeah. maybe wants to just do that. And any more NBA before we move quickly to the NHL, and then maybe we'll have some time for Robert with the catch-up and boxing, which we haven't talked about in quite a little while. This maybe oh. doesn't qualify as NBA, but I don't know if okay. did you guys, maybe you already talked about it before I came in, but LeBron James' son yep. was yeah, taken to the hospital with cardiac arrest. Yep, I, I got yeah. that one right yep. off the top. He's out of ICU. I, spent a, I think I spent a whole 15 seconds on it, so it wouldn't have been hard to miss. <laughs> yeah. So, 
in the in the Bruins camp, we finally found that Patrice Bergeron is retiring after 19 years with the Bruins. Their captain, you know, he won the six Selkie Awards, which is for the best defensive forward. He, you know, they were talking about him in the all-time Bruins pantheon, and they were forgetting people. They were, you know, and of course, I'm not qualified to talk about Eddie Shore, but I. You know, he's in the top five or six. I mean, Bobby, Bobby Orr and Ray Bork, but you ask Esposito, Johnny Busick. They weren't talking about Busick, but you got to put him right there. And then uh, and maybe uh, maybe Patrice and then uh, Chara. So that of the modern Bruins, the Bruins that I've known because of his length of service, he was one of these guys sort of like, yeah, not spectacular except occasionally. But I will tell you, uh, they played the highlights of the seventh game against Toronto the one that Toronto blew that four to one lead or whatever that was in 2013. Not only I'd forgotten, he got the overtime goal that you always hear on the Bruins pregame when they play the highlights, but he got the game tire with less than a minute to go. So, uh, you know, Patrice Bergeron, and he's apparently one of the most well-liked players in, in the NHL, very well respected by everybody. And, you know, so uh, you know, the his Bruins. Number, his number will be hanging in the garden. Correct? It will. It will. Absolutely. Along with Orr and Bork and, and uh, Espo and, uh, you know, and Busick. So that, that's where it's. And Chara will be there and so forth. So. Uh, and you know, speaking of retiring numbers, Chris, Mark Murphy of the Packers did say yesterday that in time that they will retire Aaron Rodgers is number two and, and all that stuff. So he right. said that mm-hmm. will happen. Okay, so we actually have time because we have about eh, seven, eight minutes before we really have to wrap it up uh, okay. and uh, to uh, talk a little boxing, Robert, if you want to. Yeah. Uh, well, a, a couple boxing things. Uh, number one, on Saturday, we're going to have a unification fight in the welterweight division, and we haven't had one of those in many, many years. Uh, I think the last time the welterweight division was unified when, was when Sugar Ray Leonard fought uh, Thomas the Hitman Hearns in the Wow. 80s. Um, and uh, it'll be one hell of a fight on Saturday night. It's not going to be cheap for those that want to buy it on the pay-per-view, but uh, it's uh, Terrence Crawford against Earl Spence. They're both undefeated. Uh, They both have never lost, uh, and they both have been deserving champions. They've been trying to negotiate this fight for three years. Where is it being held, and uh, where are they from? Uh, okay, uh, the fight is going to be held in Las Vegas at T-Mobile Arena. And uh, where are they from? Earl Spence is from DeSoto, Texas. And yeah. uh, and uh, and Terrence Crawford is from Omaha, Nebraska. As a matter of fact, Warren Buffett is one of his main investors in his oh, wow. career. Cool. And these, these are some boxing names that I actually know. Wow, yeah. I know both these uh, names, so uh, yeah. I'm impressed. Uh, Saturday night, it's... Uh, uh, it's this uh, this pay per view is quite well, even though it is going to be quite expensive. It's eighty five bucks if you want to order it. So. And Robert, how I how will, you'll be doing a review on it? How how can people listen to your review and and Eddie Week? Where can they hear you talk boxing? We haven't well, done that in a while. I'm, I'm, I'm going to cover that in just a second. And then today, uh, the reason why they were teasing me about being awake is uh, this morning I had to cover a world title fight. From uh, Tokyo, Japan, when Ainoe Inoue, I can never pronounce his name. They, everybody calls him the monster because he is. He uh, he defeated the uh, defending champion at 122. He uh, Inoue had been undisputed at, at 118. He moved up to 122 and beat uh, 
Stephen Fulton from Philadelphia knocked him out in the eighth round of the TKO, and uh, it was one hell of a fight to see today. So uh, this week for boxing fans has been quite well, and if you want to find out more details about this, uh, tune in to Ringside Reporter on Sunday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, you can call in. If you want to call in and listen on the phone, you can call 323-870-3857. Do not press the number one, and if the host comes to you and you, you don't want to talk, you just let him know that you're listening. Uh, and Otherwise, you have to wait until the show is put up on the Internet for those of you that have devices. And if you have a device, you just tell your device to play the latest episode of Ringside Reporter. And we do that every Sunday from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern time. So uh, that's how you that's good. how you listen. Well, we also, have I guess about we should six, mention the women's uh, world cup. Left. We have about six minutes left. So if yeah. anybody wants to get anything in, uh, this well, I guess we should mention, uh, you know, a little bit about the Women's World Cup. They're over there in New, New Zealand and Australia playing at all kinds of hours. Sean in our group gives us uh, TV listings, and you got to get up pretty early in the morning to see some of these games. Yeah, well, there's some – there's late – like the U.S., they did strategically plan that for the women. It was a 9 o'clock Eastern game on Friday night, and they, they won that one 3-0. Over you Vietnam, know, but, yeah. Yeah, that was a big night for soccer because also you have that going on, and – the women are trying to get their third World Cup, but also Lionel Messi, the Michael Jordan of soccer, the LeBron of soccer, I guess you can call him, uh, got his first goal in MLS, but it wasn't an MLS game. They're doing a League Cup, which is a tournament with MLS teams and Liga MX. Yeah. It's kind of like the NBA talking about they're doing, but he got his first goal and they sold out and it was rocking. So it, Friday night was a, 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 a wild night for American soccer. I and forget who the women are playing next. I don't remember. Uh, the Netherlands. Netherlands. The next U.S. game, I was just going to mention that, will be tomorrow uh, against the Netherlands. I don't have a time for that yet. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, so, so and we don't have any callers yet, huh? No. We don't. No. Now, okay. we talk, Bill and I talked about earlier, Jennifer, if you're still there, um, do you like the idea of the Reds trading, possibly trading Jonathan India? Well, it sounds like that based on some articles that they were talking about yesterday that he probably really wants to be traded. So, I mean, if he's going to have a bad attitude, then, yeah, they should trade him. Well, the, the rumor that I had heard is they want to possibly trade him, and, and then you got to figure out what other prospects they want to let go of for uh, – and they obviously they want pitching. That That's the – the rumor is maybe him and T.J. Friedel, and I hope they don't, or Jake Fraley, and I hope they don't do that. Well, have, you, have you heard what pitchers they might be interested in? <laughs> no, I haven't heard anything about I which haven't. pitchers they want to get. I know they want to at least get a good veteran starter, and they're going to have to find somebody else for the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead. Uh, hold, hold on, hold on, Robert. Hold on, Robert. Go ahead, Bill. There's always right, Minnesota right. and Seattle. <laughs> they always they like it. They do like the problem is I don't think Minnesota has any better starters that they're yeah, willing to trade it. They're, they're, they're wanting to add. They're wanting to add too. So Minnesota should watch out if they're trading. They are again the team that traded Luis Arise. So you know. Well, you that's say, true. Robert, did they're you want to get something in? Uh, I was just going to say, uh, remember, with the way the trades work nowadays, 
Maybe you're going to have to give up something if you really need something important. So the one thing, you know. another thing that they mentioned on on Sunday, and I know Jennifer and Bill, you guys are are, being, are, are Reds fans, but it sounds like there's more talk <clears throat> between general managers of major league talent for major league talent. So that would make sense on the Jonathan India thing. Yeah, I wish they would do more trades where you actually got somebody that was ready to play for your well, trade instead. Yeah. See, and that's what I had said earlier is if the Cubs decide to sell and they haven't yet, but if they did, I would like them to do at least make it somebody that's that's here at Iowa, not somebody that I might hear about in three or four years or maybe never. Yeah. You know, that's I hope what, we got somebody like that for the, the Red Sox could use another bullpen arm, and they certainly could use <laughs> another starter. I'm not expecting a starter out from the Kike trade, but I'm thinking it would be nice if we had somebody we could you know, plug into the, the bullpen. That would be a good thing. Well, we'd have, I haven't heard what they got back. We do not have any callers, so Sean, why don't you go ahead wrap and uh, right. wrap it up, and Bill and I can take our two-minute break. There we go, folks. All right. Well, if you would like to comment, if you're listening to the podcast and uh, or anything throughout the week, uh, sports lines at allthingsradio.net, 800-693-0595, option two. If you're listening to the podcast, we are here at legendoldies.com at 4 p.m. Eastern. If you are listening live, stay tuned for the award-winning and internationally recognized, yes, it is internationally recognized because somebody in Canada and somebody in England told me they love it, a book talk with Jenny Sparks and Nolan Crabb. They will be giving great reviews, so we will be back next week to get you through all those trades and who knows what else. So until next Tuesday, we are out of here.